Hello, and welcome to the Nurse to Nurse podcast with Starshima and Kevin, the podcast for the nursepreneurs. Get ready for some straight talk on everything nursing and more. All right, everybody, welcome to the Nurse to Nurse podcast with Starshima and Kevin. Fuck all you bitches. Thank you for being here, though. Woo! I told Starshima I'm on fucking fire tonight, so if I piss anybody off, I don't give a shit. <laughs> are you are you fired up? <laughs> I'm checking the stats over here. I love it. I love it. Let me just fix my Facebook here. Oh, that's, that's good. I hear, I hear echo and shit though. Just so you know that that's because you're live and stuff. So, can you say something so I can make sure you I can hear you? I'm here. Right, I was just because right. so I, I was I was looking on my Facebook page. Oh, is that um, you on? Is that you on Facebook? That's we got one yeah, that's, live viewer that's, that's fucking me. you, huh? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is listening to us at the moment. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. They'll fucking catch up on the recording. We're going to talk about medication errors in nursing because, you know, I'm very passionate about medications. And I think that fucking most nurses suck at their meds. I don't blame nurses in general. I do blame the schools. But I do think that nurses should get a damn drug book and stuff. I have the drug Davis app on my phone. Mm -hmm. It's only like 40 bucks a year. So don't be cheap and shit. Get a damn drug book. How's your week been? We haven't seen each other yet. I guess you had a hard week and shit. Life kicked you in the ass and. You Man, feel Kevin. sorry for yourself and stuff. You need a fucking hug? <laughs> I need a hug. I need a hug. Virtual hug. Mm. Well, we've got nurses yeah, who support each shit. other, mm. right? Oh, mm. yeah. Nurses who support <laughs> nurses. But shoot, mm. you know, Kevin, I just really been in a season where I just really feel like I must be in a place of exponential type growth because I feel like that rubber band and that comfort zone is putting so much tension on me. And it kind of reminds me of that time when I was in bedside nursing of when I was ready to make a shift. Like it's like a, a growth type thing. And life just life sometimes. What's up, y'all? Life just right. getting yeah. me. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank life y'all for joining life. us. Yeah. Life is life. Quit crying and shit. Somebody's my, testing your patience. Right. Life is testing my patience. And I appreciate that because again, like I said, it's growth, but I really appreciate even just having a community of people to really support me or people that I can be truly authentic with. Surprisingly, it was a time in my life when I used to be afraid to tell people that I was going through things or I was having a hard time because it just seemed abnormal, whether it was in nursing, whether it was in my career, whether it was in my life. Wait, I have a question. Is that a yes. cultural thing? It could be cultural. That strong woman thing as well, right? Like this was just a thing. I'm not supposed to show vulnerability. And I think a lot of people have a difficult time of showing vulnerability like are you okay with being vulnerable i don't even know what that fucking word means so <laughs> see so is it is it cultural <laughs> no i just think that i just think that from what i learned growing up getting my ass kicked and shit i taught myself to rely on myself and not others so i don't maybe i don't have that need for vulnerability maybe that's a weakness you know what i mean yeah like your so strength like be, being too strong yeah, it'll be a weakness you know because i don't really rely on people i don't i don't trust people I don't trust motherfuckers to save my life. I trust we one person. People. Do we? We do need people. You need somebody. Who do I need? You need people. I only you need, need people. Ms. Think about this. I only need Miss Pat to fix my LPD. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Miss Pat, I hope you listen to this. Come come get him, Miss Pat. Come find him at the office. She just needs to fix my LPD. That's all she but needs to do. We need people. I think vulnerability is our greatest strength. And you know what? I think that this podcast has allowed a lot more nurses to be vulnerable and share yeah. areas 
weakness and areas of where they need support to be able to help them grow. Yeah, I think I, vulnerability is a strength, but we have been conditioned to think that vulnerability is a weakness. I don't know if it's a weakness or they just see it as this is my problem, though, with nurses. And I know I'm in a female dominated field. So all you female nurses don't kick my ass too much. But I think the problem is you feel like you can't speak up because Miss Pat had the same problem when we first met. She worked at the Madera County Office of Education and she'd come home bitching all the time. But they don't give me this and they don't give me that. And I said, well, did you fucking ask? Oh, I can ask. I'm like, yeah, ask. What's the worst thing you're going to fucking say? No. I said, OK, but have you lost anything? So then when she started asking, she started getting everything she wanted. But I think nurses are afraid to ask for what they want, what they need, because they're afraid of looking weak. All you right. Know? So that's what I'm saying. Being yeah. a little bit of vulnerability. Tell me what you yeah. need, sis. Yeah, but we're fucking not mind readers. You know, men aren't mind readers, ladies. You got to tell us what you want. Like if you want to if you want a fucking iPhone 12 with the orange case, take a picture, send it <laughs> to me and tell me what store to buy that shit at. <laughs> and then he's going to buy it and send it to you. If y'all, Kevin, you are hilarious. (laughs) Well, we as women, I think that this podcast has given women as well as men a voice, right? In how to speak up and to deliver better quality of care, which is going to be a good segue into our conversation today. And what did you name the title of this podcast today, Kevin? Medication Administration Errors in Nursing. Because I think nurses suck at medications. They don't really always understand their medications. We have a lot of med errors because we rely on pharmacy. We rely on other people. I think nursing schools don't teach us. I think they've cut out pharmacology altogether or they've downgraded it so significantly that we kind of suck at meds and stuff. Now, I will tell you this because I'm trying to get here to the podcast while we're talking and stuff. Because you asked a question a couple of days ago. You Mm -hmm. said, if you could wave a magic wand and change one thing about nursing profession, what would it be? And I can tell you out of the eight comments, they all had the same theme except for one. What was the theme? Can we be nicer to each other? Hmm. Now, that's something that nurses, and I'm going to blame it on female nurses. You can be mad at me. Don't blame it on us. I am. I'm blaming it on you. It's on you guys. Nope. Nope. Men don't behave in this fashion. Hmm. You guys are not nice to each other. Like you tell me that when a woman gets mad, what do they want to do? If you get super mad, what is the natural response a female wants to do? Cry. Right. When you get happy, super happy, what do you want to do? Laugh. No, you want to cry too. <laughs> and when, and when, you get, when you get sad, what do you want to do? Cry. cry. What do women love to do? Cry. Mm-hmm. And it's a natural thing. It is. It's a natural thing. You don't say that because you have learned to hold it in because you've been taught by your nursing professions and your colleagues that it's a weakness. It's not a weakness. It's a natural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And so when you hold it in, you're going against nature. Okay. And it's just, I think that's why you get mad at each other. You get all cranky and shit. So you think that we don't know how to handle. Let me unpack this. I, mean, I this didn't is what say I, you I, don't know how to handle. So do you think that there's some little emotion? <laughs> well, I'm just trying to pick up what you put down in your nice, sophisticated, fancy ways in which you're saying this. I'm so saying what? if you need to cry because you're happy, sad, or mad, then fucking cry. Who gives a shit what other bitches think? Women always go out like you. That's your brand. Nurse Starshima, brand nurse coach. Let nurse me help. Ele- okay, but let me help elevate women. That's your mm-hmm. fucking brand. Yes. Is that not true? That is true. So then why do nurses, female nurses, beat each other up and eat each other up? How I, I thought women wanted to fucking help each other and shit. Well, here's the thing. If you want to go deep, 
So mm-hmm. I believe that mm-hmm. we as women. Let, let me take a drink. Take a drink. We ain't going to even ask you what you're drinking, okay? Coffee. Coke. It's <laughs> soda. As <laughs> long as it's Coca-Cola and not Shasta, we are ready. <laughs> I like Shasta too. RC Cola. We Mr. too bougie. Pib. We too bougie for Shasta. I'm just kidding. No, but I really feel, so here's what I think. That's a good question that you just asked me. But what I really feel that it is, is that women have been competing since the beginning of time. Competing against each other for what? Because it's it's something that's been ingrained in us, right? And then also that emotional intelligence that we're so emotional as women. So to be able to handle our emotions, we don't always feel comfortable with sharing and articulating. That is the inner work of of an individual. By other fucking female nurses. Well, I don't so know if about getting beat up, but yes, just... Yes, you are, because look, I'm going to read all the comments here, and I want to tell you the names. Improved <laughs> safety for patient staff in all areas. That's one. Mm-hmm. We would be nicer to each other, increase wages for some RNs to start treating LVNs like nurses and not getting pissy when we ask for their help. Mm-hmm. The attitude and backbiting, decrease unit drama. I mean, it's all the same shit. Like, you know, why are you beating each other up? Yeah, but do you know that studies show that like bullying in the workplace, nurses eating their young, like where nurses will make LVNs feel like they're more valued or not chew us out when we ask a question. Do you know that that starts in nursing school? Yeah, I agree with that. That's and because it travels over. That's because into there's the some. That's because there's some nursing instructors who are RNs who even they teach LVNs like you. I'm not saying you're one of them, but you do teach LVNs too, don't you? Right. I do. Some nursing instructors that are in your position, they talk down to those students because they're just LVN and they're not real nurses. Right. But uh, here's Maureen, the big thing. Maureen Stevenson, she just posted said environment. OK, uh, Maureen, I love you, but tell me what the hell that means. Like, I'm a man. I don't understand that. What does it mean? Environment. But Be also, specific, here's the thing. Maureen. And this is here's the thing, too, Kevin. I love you, too. <laughs> here's the thing, though, friend. Listen, my brother, <laughs> I really believe we don't do the inner work. I don't know what that means. I'm a man. Explain that to you me. Know, you understand what I'm talking about. I don't about. know what that, that inner, means. The going inside. Like, I feel like a lot of the cattiness. Are you in the healthcare field or would you like to learn how to save a life? Let Central Valley Medical teach you today. We offer CPR and first aid, IV therapy, ACLS, PALS, NRP, and more. Visit us at www.morethancpr.com or call us today at 559-765-0306. We do more than just CPR. Learn to respond to a code, not react. The going inside, like I feel like a lot of the cattiness, the lot of the attacking is because we don't know who we are. And then also we compare ourselves laterally, we compare ourselves down and we compare ourselves up. And we We, have to, as a profession, we as a profession, I see men do it too. So we in the profession, if you see a man do it, if you see a man do it, that means he's a bitch. Well, we just had a conversation off live. Most men, (laughs) most men. Go to work, they mind their fucking business, they do the job and go to fuck home because we don't have time for that shit. But here's the thing though. That's what we want to say, most men, but most men have not done the inner work either, and they're just I haven't insecure. I haven't I they haven't done the inner outwardly, work. they may appear mm-hmm. outwardly strong and they are inwardly weak. I'm okay with that. I'll admit that shit. I'm outwardly strong, innerly weak, but I, I didn't, never I didn't say it was hold you. On. I'm telling you, I'm giving <laughs> I'm confessing now. I'm outwardly strong, I'm innerly weak, but I would never make you fucking feel like shit at work. Unless you're dumb as a box of rocks. 
Well, people do it every day. I see men do it to women. I see women in the nursing do it field. In the nursing field. We just had a conversation offline. Yeah, in a great I, know, room. That's, I know, but that's one person. S- similar. I, said, I, got similar. You, I said the majority of men okay. don't behave well, in that fashion. And if they do, like the person you and I were talking about, they a fucking bitch. Because <laughs> most men don't behave that way. Okay, that's fair. But Maureen, wait, hold on. Maureen said maybe the environment fosters that type of behavior. Yeah, but are you saying that nursing in general fosters that type of behavior? I don't know, Maureen. I just think that most nurses are either assholes or they're not. Like, I'm a nice nurse. I don't treat people like shit unless you're dumb as a box of rocks. And I give you the benefit of the doubt. I would never be mean to you, Maureen, if, you know, if you came to work and you were having a hard day, you were crying. I wouldn't be mad at you. I'm like, why are you crying for, Maureen? You okay? What can I do to help your ass? So let me ask you this, Kevin. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't treat you like shit, Maureen. I wouldn't make you feel less than you are. Hopefully not. You're not that I wouldn't, because that's stupid. I mean, I don't know what's going on with her life. So let me ask you this. What can we tell our you, nurses, Maureen. our young nurses, our nurses that are seasoned, who are out here, who are finding themselves in these environments? And I feel like it's a level of toxicity, right? So they probably can't perform at their optimum. They probably can't calculate their dosage of their medications correctly, right? Because the environment is toxic. Like, what can we tell them right now to help them navigate and show up and put still your deliver quality care? Put your motherfucking blinders on. Stop worrying about the nurse next to you and all their fucking drama and deal with your patients. You walk through the hospital door, you have one goal in mind, and that's patient safety. Quit worrying about all these other bitches. But don't, don't you have to have some type of ability to be able to collaborate with your coworkers? Why do I need to collaborate with your ass? If I need your help, I'll ask it. That's collaboration, right? To yep, work so together. I won't, okay, but if I don't need your help, I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to go and get in your drama. I'll so give you an example. No, but I'll give an example. I won't mention her name, but some mm-hmm. nurse asked me for help recently. Mm-hmm. And they had a lot of drama in the situation. And I told her point blank, I do not want to be involved in your drama. Mm-hmm. I'll help you, but I'm not going to get involved in that drama. So until you fix that drama, don't ask me for help because I don't want to get involved in your shit. If you're too weak to go and address that person that you're having drama with, don't make me do it. I'm not your savior and lord and shit. I'm not your knight in shining armor. You go do that shit. You're a grown ass woman. Why are you asking me to do that? Is that I not agree. fair? Yeah, I so. think that that's fair. I think yeah. that we all, because we don't like to deal with conflict, right? Conflict resolution it's so hard. It feels say, uneasy. I say and it, it every ends. time. It leads to air. It leads to patient. Don't like confrontation. Right. But we like, sometimes we can be catty, right? But don't see it as confrontation. See it as patient safety. Patient, patient safety. advocacy. I'm advocating for my patient. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Right. Remove the emotional aspect right. out of right. it. Right. Quit being yeah. emotional. You're there to do a job. Your coworkers are not your friends. If you die tomorrow, they would not give a shit about you. They wouldn't even know who you were. Who's well, I hope that me? my coworkers care they about won't. me. You can, yeah, they don't. <laughs> Keep lying to yourself. <laughs> Maureen says she loves that point of view, Kevin. I love look you too, you, Maureen. Drop, look at you dropping gems. I love you, Maureen. I love you You know too. who Maureen is? I'd have to see her face. I can't see her face. Great. Look, Maureen, I'm scared to click on shit because I don't want to go away from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right, Kevin. So let's talk about All right, let's talk was, about was, medication there. Let's nice. talk about some yeah. medication there. I think we had a good 16 minutes of intro with our guests. Let's talk about medications errors. Let's unpack this. So why do we think why is this topic probably important mm-hmm. for us to have a discussion about 
We got a community of nurses who want to learn from us, who want to grow, who want to drive better quality care. Why perhaps did we pick the topic of medication administration? Because nurses suck at their medications. I don't care if you're an LVN. And this is just my opinion. Y'all can be mad. You can disagree. I don't care. But I think most nurses, RNs, LVNs, they don't respect medications. They don't understand their medications. When I went to nursing school, and I know I'm old as shit, but they made us do drug cards. Do you make your students do drug cards? I'm not in put my you, class, no. Not the I mean? class that I teach. Is, it's not right, but does your pro, do. But does your program require your students to do drug cards? I believe it does. Right. And they're I can't asked, speak to it because I don't know for sure because I don't teach classes that require well, I know they do. I already know the answer to the question I'm asking you. Do I ask? Okay, I'm sorry. Go, Kevin. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, so they're they're made to make 50 to 100 drug cards. But then what do they do with their drug cards once they make them? What do they do? Do you know? I don't know. I, I kept mine for a while, but I threw mine out too. Okay, so when you were a nurse in RN school, did uh -huh. your instructor make you make drug cards? They did. What did you do with them? I put them on, I don't know the proper name of it, the three little by ring. Cards. Yeah, three by five but, index cards. But, then but I put a little ring on them mm -hmm. and I would put them in my pocket mm -hmm. and I would take them to clinicals with me every single clinical. Okay. So when you got on the fucking floor and you started passing meds, before you started passing meds, did your instructor say, Starshima, what the fuck med are you giving today? She didn't say it exactly like that, but she did want to know what med I was giving. <laughs> and did she ask, what is the mechanism of action? She did want to know. Yes. What are the side effects? Absolutely. What are the dosages? Yes. And if you didn't know any of those answers, what would she do? She would not allow me to pass the med. I would have they to They don't do that the anymore. They don't do that anymore. They don't even oh. ask the nurses that. And that's why they suck at medication. All they do is make them make the drug cards and then they tell them to, they give them a grade and they go away. Okay. Well, I know that I teach about safe, like dosage, right? The calculation aspect of it. And one big thing for me is putting emphasis on making sure we as nurses can draw the connection as to why we're given a medication. I believe that sometimes we think medication administration is just an intervention, right? It's just a task. Like, given a bed bath and we fail to do the things like a good nursing assessment, making sure we do our good nursing implications before we give a medication, right? So I think that we miss that connection, which is leading to some of the errors that are widely known for our nurses, which is like are given the wrong dose of the medication, not knowing the proper dosing for our patient, missing doses doses of medication, not understanding the importance of why patients need the medications when they need them, right? And then wrong medications to the patient are some of the most commonly reported medication administration errors amongst our nurses. But I really feel that we have to draw back in because I really feel a drug is the easiest way to kill a patient. And once yeah. the drug is there, yeah. some things have reversal agents, some things do not. And okay, once it's so there... So I'll ask you this. No. I gave you the three medicines that are in the chat box for all you people. Now, don't people don't go out there and fuck shit up and tell everybody. Give people a chance. What do those three medications have in common? And what is the antidote? And don't cheat. Don't go look on your drug book and cheat. If you don't know right off the top of your head, just say, I don't know. But I can almost guarantee that most people don't know what the antidote is for beta blocker overdose. Do you want me to say it? I mean, no. I don't know what it is. Do you? I'm guessing. You? 
Don't huh? say it. Don't say it then. Don't say it. Don't say mm. it. We'll do it at the end of the show. Okay. So he put three medications within the chat box and he wants you to know what, what do these medications have? Mm-hmm. What are they? What do mm-hmm. they have in common? And what is the antidote for them? Right. And I, I can guarantee I you that most, I guarantee that most people don't know it. And my question to you is if you're given that medication, whether it's PO, definitely IV, and you don't know the antidote, why the fuck are you giving that medication? Because once you right. give shit IV, you can't what? You can't. I mean, you can't turn it around. You got to have right. an antidote to figure out something right. to find you're, it. But... And, you're, and you're totally fucked. Right. So. That's the thing I was, I was explaining to, you know, my students is like trying to get that in this new nursing generation. I feel like, you know, being able to impact the bedside from beyond the bedside, even what you do, you're an educator as well, right? You're teaching new nurses. Some may be ner- not nurses yet that are coming to you. Some are seasoned nurses, some are, you know, baby nurses in the profession, is the ability to still drive that impact at the bedside and really helping them understand the importance. I think a lot of changes are starting to happen in healthcare secondary to the board, not feeling that nurses are coming out competent, able to think well, critically think is when they're doing interventions like giving medications to patients. Yeah, but that's the board's fault. That's the board's fault for not going out and, uh, auditing the schools to make sure that they're teaching information correctly. Right. And then the if thing, that's the case, then how are they passing boards? If is anybody board can pass a fucking test, anybody can pass a test. Mm-hmm. Anybody can pass a test. I'll give you another example. How about mm-hmm. the Mona? What is Mona? M-O-N-A. Morphine, oxygen, nitro, Mona, aspirin. Why are we still teaching that shit? We haven't used Mona for almost 10 to 15 fucking years. That's Mona the way you cheat your chest Mona, pain patients. Mona is a dirty slut. She kills people. <laughs> Tell Mona to turn her ass around. Because what drug should you give first for a heart attack victim? A vasodilator. Nope. See, that's what wrong. Are you giving? Tell Mona to turn her ass around. Because what should you give first? You're going to give aspirin? Right. But, you know, I was reading yep. one NCLEX question. I, one that's NCLEX. my point. Who I get that. But that's where we're teaching people incorrectly. That's why we got fucking nurses. Because you got old ass nurses writing the NCLEX who haven't been on the floor for 100 years teaching mm-hmm. shit that we haven't done for 15 fucking years. Right. Because I was reading an NCLEX yeah, question. Still, and I yeah. can't remember exactly how it was written, but it was and around the chest yeah, pain patient. Right. And it was around giving morphine, so, oxygen. So what happens? What happens if you give morphine and nitro to a patient and you haven't done a 12 lead EKG? It's a vasodilate. Both of them will vasodilate. So it's going to so change what happens, the... Hmm? But what happens if the patient's already having a right ventricle infarct? Then you're going to make right, it worse. Yeah. Say it again. Make it worse. Right. If you don't fucking teach people that, they won't know it. So all you're teaching them is Mona. That's what they remember out of school. Well, so you always should get an EKG first. Right. Because you want to know if it's right sided or left side. Yeah, because you can make you, treatments look a little bit differently, right? Right. And if you give morphine or nitro before you do the 12 lead, what did you just do to the 12 lead? It made it invalid. Well, yeah, you changed so, I mean, it the way yeah. it looks because of so how why the don't we works. teach that? Why don't we teach that fucking in school, Starshima? Because Why don't we change the motherfucking NCLEX, Starshima? Because they tell them to give them the acronym is MOTA. That's because <laughs> the people still in charge are old as fuck and they don't understand that shit. Yeah. But here's and the I'm thing, old, though. I'm old. I'm one of those old nurses. But how come I know this shit and they don't? Okay. That's true. But you're you're very much more advanced because you are an educator. And no, because I can read a motherfucking book. I can read a fucking book. I can read some damn research. I ask people who are smarter than me. I ask doctors, cardiologists, nurses. 
I ask, I'm like, why do we do this? Why don't we do this? Like there's a new study now with ventricular fibrillation. Mm -hmm. You give a dose of Epi and you give Esmolol. Okay. Why, why would you give Esmolol to a dead person? What is Esmolol going to do? Decrease the demand. I don't know. What is it doing? Yeah, say, say the demand again. of her creates. Yeah, but it the relaxes. Mm, it relaxes the ventricles, so the epinephrine mm -hmm. can work more efficiently. Mm, makes sense. Like, oh, I know. I'm like, oh shit, that's fucking smart as mm -hmm. shit. Like, but how come we haven't done it sooner? Because studies. most nurses. Yeah, I know, but most nurses don't read studies. They wait to listen to the doctor. They wait to listen to the pharmacy. How are we going to improve our profession? If we don't take it upon ourselves to get educated and understand the pathophys and all that shit about our meds. I, I agree with you. And in understanding how the medications work <clears throat> to make sure we go back to that very foundational aspect of nursing before we do any. I love you, Maureen. I want to bite you, Maureen. <laughs> I love you. If I wasn't married, mm, Maureen, Maureen, I saw your picture too, Maureen. I love it. And yes, Maureen, I am updated because I stay up to date. <laughs> Do you know Maureen? Am I going to get in trouble? <laughs> All right. But I think that before we put any intervention into place as nurses, it's important. It's, it goes to the very foundation, but we just do the thing because we see it on a piece of paper and the doctor ordered it. So I'm just going to do it without understanding what is this a desire to do? Did I weigh out my alternatives and what do I expect to see that's happening what, in the patient? What, because we're not taught to think that way. In medical school, doctors are taught to think about algorithms. Mm -hmm. That hurts nurses' brains. Nurses hate algorithms. Right. So I, I stopped calling them algorithms, and I call them pathways. Clinical pathways? More, oh, that's even better. I'm going to steal that shit. Clinical. Oh, okay, Maureen. But I won't tell. I won't tell if you won't. <laughs> so clinical pathways. I'm going to steal that from you now. So what they do is they go down these pathways. Pathway A says, if I do this, I have this risk and this benefit. Pathway B says, if I do this, I have this risk and this benefit. Pathway C says, if I do this, I have this risk and this benefit. Which one has the best benefits with the least risk? That's, that's, how, how, we, that's yeah. how physicians are taught, though. But we're not taught to think that way. We're taught to fucking react and give medications and treat the patient without assessing first. And that's That's crazy. not okay. That's, I know that's, it's not that's okay. backwards. That's unsafe. But that is called task-based medicine, not evidence-based medicine. Well, I don't that's, teach my students. I don't teach my future nurses that. That's because you I understand. That's because you understand what? Evidence-based medicine. Because, Kevin, that is not okay. We have to I, know how to look and assess so our then patients. Why, how do we get the rest of the instructors to do the fucking same? Well, we are just here to change the world and to change I'm the trying, face of education. I'm trying to change the damn world. Future nurses. So let's talk about nurse. yeah. So let's talk about medicine. So I gave you earlier in our chat box, just our private chat menu. I gave you the acronym PINCH. P I N. -C. I'm gonna write that in our. I don't know if you can do it. Maybe I should. I can do it here. I can do it here. Yeah, Facebook. P I N C H. Pinch. What the hell does PINCH mean? And yes, I don't mean Kevin? pinch your butt, Maureen. <laughs> don't make your husband come and shoot me, Maureen. <laughs> So the P is, is for what's the P stand for? I don't. Let's let's see if anybody knows. I, let's don't. Oh, I put it in the chat box. Sorry, oh, I'm all right. sorry. The P, that's our right. P stands for potassium. What about the I? What's it stand for? I stands for insulin. Insulin. What about the N? The N stands for nitro. The C. What was the C for? 
chemotherapy. Oh, chemo. I was like, what was it the C for again? And I'm sorry to all the chemotherapy nurses, but I can never be one because all the chemotherapy nurses I've seen on the chemo floor are losing their hair and look old as shit because you're giving chemotherapy without gloves and proper PPE. Where are you damn PPE? Heaven. And in the, it's okay. They'll love me. And then the H is heparin. <laughs> I put it it's in true, the chat. <laughs> yeah, I see it. So heparin. So uh -huh. what do we do for potassium, though? What do you mean? What do we do for Remember, it? I ask you, what is the proper way to administer potassium intravenously? We should push it. Quickly. Never push. In never... less than 30. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do ask that, though. Don't laugh. I do ask that. Where I do ask that, though. Where is the only place that you can push potassium? Because the doctors still order that, believe it or not, Starshim. You'll still get the, an order. The place that they can push it in a prison. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's right. That's right. Where specifically in a prison? The lethal chamber. On the death row. That's right. That's exactly what they do on lethal injection. They give like 160 mil equivalents of potassium IV push. That is true. Takes you know them that? out. Yeah, that is true. So, yes. so that's true. So, but how, if you gave potassium intravenously, how much can you give? In a peripheral IV, in you can get 10 IV. mil equivalents. Dilute it. It's diluted. Sorry. Okay, but, but if you dilute it, is it pre-diluted from the pharmacy or can you dilute it yourself? It typically comes pre-diluted from the pharmacy. They if generally, you, we generally as nurses do not need to dilute yeah, the right. potassium. If you do have to dilute it, what are you going to add to it? You're going to add normal saline. And if you do add normal saline, the board of nursing considers that? A medication. So that means you need an order for? An order, yes. For the normal saline. So how yes. much per hour, how much mill equivalents per hour can you give potassium in a peripheral IV? I feel like I'm being quizzed like a new ER nurse. You can give <laughs> 10 mill equivalents at that pump, 10 mill right. equivalents over one hour. That right. is the max amount you can give. And what about a central line? Central line, according to Kevin, you can give 20 mil equivalents over Not two hours. Not according to Kevin, according <laughs> to the <laughs> according to the infusion nurses uh, society and the drug the Davis drug gap that I have and shit. You can give 10 mil equivalents per hour via peripheral IV or 20 mil equivalents per hour via central line. All right, so let's go to insulin. What is the only insulin that you can give IV? Regular. Right, regular insulin. That's right. So how much insulin can you give? Like how much is too much? It really, well, most patients, most, well, I know the facility that I was at, we had a equation that we had to formulate to determine. So that's if you're doing, yeah, but that's if you're doing a drip and that's where nurses get mixed up because most mm -hmm. nurses, their brain default, and I don't mean you, but most nurses, their brain defaults back to the sliding scale. When you're mm -hmm. talking about a sliding scale, that's talking about IM sub Q. If you're sub -Q, talking about, yeah. Right. If you're talking about an IV drip, they have a formula. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the name of the formula, the Chicago formula. So I don't remember I what it's it. called. Yeah, it's the name of a form, but it's blood sugar mm -hmm. minus 70 mm -hmm. times 0 0.0. The sensitivity one. factor for right, the sensitivity. Right. Yeah. But what is the max units per hour you can give? Shit. I don't know. Right. Some, some of these patients can get uh, mm -mm. 500 nope. units per one ml. No, nope. so that could be a, it depends. Mm -mm. What's the uh, math? That's not true. If you look at the drip factor, the sensitivity factor that we're talking about, 20 units per hour is the max. Well, we're so, talking about sensitivity factor, what 0. 0.1? It 0. doesn't 0. make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. So if you did blood sugar minus 70 times 0. 0.02, blood sugar minus 70 times 0. 0.03, if it comes out more than 20 units an hour, 
you don't that's give all it. You can give. That's all you can give. And you do that for two hours, then you change the sensitivity factor. That sounds about right. Yeah, so, you go up because when they don't right. meet goal, you change the sensitivity factor. Right, but so you can hours. never give more than 20 units an hour. That's if it's a drip. But what if the doctor says you got a patient with a blood sugar of 500 and they want you to give 20 units of regular insulin IV? <laughs> Mm-mm. See what I mean? But how many nurses would do it? I don't know. I would be afraid. Yeah, but I won't tell you the facility. I'm sure you know about the story. There was two nurses that they drew up insulin in the wrong syringe. Mm. And what so happened? They used the ML syringe versus the insulin mm-hmm. syringe. And, and what happened to the patient? You remember? You know the probably story? had a severe. No, they probably had a severe hypoglycemia. You, you don't know that story? No. Oh shit! How do you not know this? I'm gonna put in the chat box just me and you. Okay, put it in the private chat. Look at right there, the private chat. You don't know about that? No. So it was two Caesar nurses, and I know both of them, and I love both of them, but they made an error. They grabbed, you know, at the place we worked at, they have the syringes right next to each other in the carts. You remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. They, that person grabbed the TB syringe instead of the insulin syringe. And she or he drew up 10 units of regular insulin in the TB syringe, which makes it 100 units. Yeah, because they're measured in that their calibrations on the TV syringes. And you and me being you and me being friends, we work together. We're like, hey, start shooting. I'm gonna give fucking ten units. And what did you say? Okay. Right. That's and ten. I, yes. And I. Pushed oh my it. gosh, so unsafe. I pushed it, and the patient spent like six or eight weeks in the ICU, mm-hmm. almost died. Which one of us got fired? Both. Nope. The one who said they verified it. Oh. That makes why, sense. Why though? Because that was a second nurse check. You when Not you say that, you verified, but, you also said that you agreed to what was there. You the last right. person to not just that, but the, but you can get in trouble by the board of nursing because that's called falsification of charting. Because you because you didn't. Well, work. maybe they did really think that it was ten <laughs> units in there. Maureen says she's make you're making me scared to go to the hospital. Don't be scared, Maureen. We're trying to educate nurses so you don't have to be scared. I'll be your nurse. I'm a professional bed bath giver, Maureen. <laughs> Kevin, you are a mess. Uh, I'm trouble. I know. I'm trouble, Maureen. I'm trouble. Maureen says maybe if we have more healthcare, we have more healthcare system that focuses on health. Yeah, that's true. I 100 agree. Every decision in healthcare, Maureen, is based upon money, not what's right for the patient. I can 100 testify to that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, true. so so just remember that regular insulin is the only insulin that you can give IV. Yep. Never how about, give how about, how about Lantus insulin? Never should be given IV. That's a long-acting insulin. So what if you mix Lantus insulin with NPH? You shouldn't. What happens to the Lantus insulin? I don't know. I don't know what the chemical structure is, but you it, should not. It, the rule is you should never mix a it, NPH and a long-acting insulin with it anything. Makes, it doesn't matter. Anything you mix with Lantus, it makes Lantus insulin inert. That's a fancy word I'm going to use for all you people out there. Inert. Inert. I-N-E-R-T. What does that mean? Inert. I, inert. Mm-hmm. Not effective or more right. potent. <laughs> not, not potent at all. It makes it not work. Okay. Well, so totally. I guess that wouldn't be necessarily a bad thing in the, in the sake of <laughs> <laughs> glucose. <laughs> right. Oh. I mean, you know, it's not like it's going to make them a hypoglycemic. Right. Go into a hypoglycemia. Right. All right. Yes. How about the N? The N stands for nitro. So, nitroglycerin. What does nitro do? It's a huge vaso. Right, it's a vasodilator. Mm-hmm. So what's it do to your blood vessels? It dilates them. Makes what, them... So, so if I'm your patient sitting up like this and you give yeah. me nitro sublingual or nitro paste, what's going to happen to the blood vessels in my brain? 
They gonna vasodilate. And where does all the blood go? It's gonna drop. Your blood pressure is going to drop, yep. and you're but gonna get where, dizzy. Where does all the blood in my brain go? Where does it go? Mm-hmm. To well, it's coming down this way, right? Yes. Vasodilation. So what does your brain not part? have? Less so, cerebral perfusion. So what does your brain not have? Perfusion. I got that, but what Less is your supply. oxygen? See, that's a dirty word that you teach your students. I'm gonna scold you for that. What? Say it one more time. Say that dirty word again. Blood supply? Nope. Oxygen? Right. Nutrients? So that's a better word. So let's go oh. back. I know, but it's better. So listen. when you Nutrients drop, is better than oxygen. Yeah, but why? Because why do your patients complain of headaches with nitro? Because what is your brain? Because of the vasodilation. Brain, what does your brain not have? Oxygen. Nutrients. Nope. See? Yeah, Perfusion. I know, but I got, okay, but I want you to understand so people will get this. So if your brain vasodilates and all the blood drops down, your brain doesn't have any glucose. Oh, and what sugar. happens? What right? Sugar. sugar. So what <laughs> happens when your brain don't have sugar? It becomes hypoglycemic and it can't do all the things that it needs to do. Yeah, but they they say that if you don't have sugar. So think about this. I don't know what you eat, but if you don't have your sugar for the day, what happens to your head? When I, if I don't get my what for the day? Your sugar. And then what happens to my what? My head? Yeah, your brain. What happens to you? If you don't have sugar. Well, if you, you go to like, you, some people get headaches, like carb. Like, oh, imagine like, that shit. You Wait, you get what? Say that one more headache. time. So that's what's fucking happening when you give nitro. Your blood drops down quickly. Your brain doesn't have mm-hmm. glucose and nutrients, so you get a headache and shit. Yeah, you nice. do get dizzy too, Maureen, but I don't care about dizzy. I just tell you, close your damn eyes. Then they pass out why? on the bed. You got them sitting yeah. up next to you. Yeah. Don't be like, what happened? I got dizzy. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I don't care that you're dizzy, Maureen, but I care that you have a headache because a lot of nurses don't understand why nitro causes headaches. But it's Let because your you. your ahead. blood flow drops down and you don't have a lot of glucose and electrolytes anymore. You get a headache and shit. So is there a best way to position a patient when giving them nitro? So they do it, give it to them sitting up. Should they lay them down? Yeah, what would you be the safe just, way? Just lay them back a little bit. Put them at a 20 or 30 degree. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Is there anything that nurses should look out for? When they're given nitro, because sometimes we go and we put nitro patches on. We're giving these sublinguals over a period so, of time. So how, I'm, how, what can they I'm going to give a dirty secret here. I'm going to give okay. a dirty secret. I lied to the physicians and say we don't have sublingual. <laughs> we're, I'm sorry, Dr. Starshima, but we're out of the fucking sublinguals. Wait we a minute, have, Kevin. We only have nitro paste. <laughs> why? You would put it on transdermal because it's not no, but going why? to. What happens if you give sublingual? It's highly vascular, so it enters the system really, really quickly. So so does the paste. But once you get sublingual, you can't what? Take it back. At least you can take the paste off. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't do it shit. Have you ever, do you have heart problems? No. I know it sounds kooky. Maureen, do you have heart problems, baby? <laughs> I know you have a heart problem because you, your heart aches for me and shit. But other than that, so if you don't have heart problems, I know it sounds kooky, but just take a little pinch. I don't know if you can see here. I'm going to put it on camera and shit. Like mm-hmm. that. Put a little pinch of nitro on your wrist right here. Just a little pinch and watch how you get a little dizzy. You won't get you won't pass out or anything, but you're like, whoo. And it'll happen pretty fast. But how much do we put on our patients? An inch, a half See? an inch. Right. Right. We put a half inch to an inch. So if that little bitty tip right there makes you dizzy, what is that half an inch or inch doing to your patient? Making them about to pass out. Right. So I'm not so- joking. Yeah, I'm yeah. not joking. Every medication I give my patient, I taste it. KXLate, potassium, Ooh. liquid potassium, 
uh, lactulose, Benadryl, prednisone. I know, but I taste it, so I know what. I didn't say I take a dose. I said you taste. <laughs> I take yeah, but what do I do that for? So you can speak to the experience. Yeah, that your I know exactly. Right, I know exactly what they're tasting, how they're feeling. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm not joking. Like I know exactly what they're tasting, how they're feeling, so I can empathize and say, listen, I know what this shit tastes like. But do you want to die from liver fucking disease, or you want to take your lactulose? Nice, because that ammonia need to buy, need to buy that ammonia. So hey, so for that new nurse, Kevin, who's given nitro for the first five or six times, right? They're a new ER nurse, new to the field. What would be some things that you would tell them to look out for? Wear motherfucking to... gloves if you're giving paste. <laughs> they learned that in nursing school. What else? <laughs> what, what would a seasoned nurse tell, reach back and tell themselves? Check the blood pressure, night? check the map. Because, you know, map, most people go by map, but people don't understand what map is. The so mean I, arterial pressure. Yeah, but you can say that, but nobody knows what the fuck that well, means. Well, tell us what it is then. Yeah, but I'm going to be even, I'm going to dumb that shit down even more. Don't look at the map. Look at the difference between the systolic and the diastolic. Look at your blood pressure like it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. If I was your significant other and I'm always on your ass, like I'm like I'm this close mm-hmm. to you all the time. Can you see me on the camera? I can. We can see you on the camera. Now I'm asking you, if you and I are this close together, what's going to happen to our relationship? Sorry, I, I was distracted. Say one more time. Excuse me, sir. Can you tell you, uh, can you stop ignoring, uh, you're ignoring me here and I don't like that. I'm jealous, sir. <laughs> What's your husband's name? Damone. <laughs> Damone, can you stop uh, bugging your wife, sir? Uh, I have her for the next hour. <laughs> and don't be jealous, Maureen. Don't be jealous. <laughs> All right. So your blood pressure. Look, if you could see me yeah. and you, this is me and this is you. If we're always like this everywhere we go, what's going to happen mm-hmm. to our relationship? If we're like this everywhere we go, we're going to be dependent on each other. Don't fucking lie and shit. If you're well, husband, if we go like that all the if, time, we're dependent if, on the, no, each if other. If your husband, if your husband was attached to your ass twenty four seven, what would happen to your relationship? Don't lie. Oh, you think it will dissolve like something will happen? It will. Of course, because people well, are going to get closer t- together. What no, that's be bullshit. More people, on each other? That's bullshit. People are going to get tired of each other. Mm-mm. What if you moved to the other side of the world? Your relationship was like this. It would definitely be divided and definitely wouldn't work. Oh, I love you even more, Maureen. She <laughs> says she don't have a jealous bone in her body. I like that shit. So that's how you look at your blood pressure, though, Starshima. If your systolic and diastolic are this close together or your systolic and diastolic are that far apart, bad shit's going to happen between you and your relationship of your patient. I agree. Does that make sense what I'm saying? It, it, I, I agree with you. But that is, called, that is called the pulse pressure, but that also talks about the map. Yeah. So what is the map? Think When you think about the map, what is the purpose of the map? Your mean arterial pressure, yeah, the but pressure what is, that's within the artery. Right. So CPP stands for what? Color people's property. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You said that. I'm sorry. Me. I'm yeah, just I like playing. That. I, like, I just no, have I like to that. add a little light. I like that. Me. That's good. I'm I sorry. like that shit. Oh, Kevin, you are too. I was going to say something else, but okay. What was you going to say? <laughs> I'm going to put in the chat box because I don't want to get in trouble and shit. Okay. Because <laughs> you, know, you, you, you know I got a dirty mind. You see okay. what I put in the chat box? No, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh mm. my goodness. You are crazy. You, are crazy. you started it. 
I just <laughs> oh my gosh. CPP stands for cerebral perfusion pressure. Cerebral perfusion P-P-P. pressure. CPP. Yeah. How much blood flow you have to the brain? Map minus ICP equals CPP. Map minus ICP equals your CPP. So what is the normal? nurses, y'all need that. What is the normal ICP? Intracranial pressure. What's the normal? Sorry, my, my children are it's all good. distracting okay. me. You said the average number of the ICP? What's the normal? <laughs> What's the normal ICP? I don't know. Tell me. Tell 10 us, to 15, 0 to 15. Zero to I was going to say 12. Yeah, that's okay. Just say 12. Say 10, because that's the one I usually teach people. Just say 10. What's it the is- normal? What's the normal math? Less than or equal to 15 in adults. Right, but just say 10 because it makes your math easy. What is the normal map? The map should be between 60 mm-hmm. and something. So 60 minus 10. 60 minus 10 is what? <laughs> right? Yeah, no, but, no, but that's what that's how you no, but that's how you calculate the CPP. Okay. CPP. You get what I'm saying? Map I got you. Minus ICP is, is the CPP. I so see a we, lot of um, ICU nurses. Having yeah, but to why don't why don't then why don't ER nurses do know that shit? Because we take care of ICU patients. I agree, we do, and I think now they hold a lot more. But typically, in an ideal world, we would like for our ICU patients to go up to the ICU. Yeah, but world that's not we're not in an ideal world anymore. Yeah, but we're not in an ideal world anymore. Yeah. I know I used to, you know, we have to measure CVP and all those things down in the ER was right. always like, because we didn't do it all the time. Right. You have we to really stay it, abreast right. on your skills. Right. Yes, yes, I'll stay, yes. I'll stay upon your breast. Don't worry. All right. So what is the, <laughs> what is the, what is the drug that you can use or solutions that you can use to, since we're on medications to, to manipulate your ICP? Manitol. Hypertonic solution. Mm-hmm. Right. 5% saline, 23% saline, mannitol. But mannitol is one of the only drugs that if it's at room temperature or gets cold, has crystals in it. Mm-hmm. And what do you do to administer mannitol? You need a filter. True. That's true. But what do you do about the crystals inside the mannitol before oh, you administer you you know, warm it? Can, can I can I admit to something in all my years of nursing, mm-hmm. I've never given mannitol? I got that. The, the reason why I gave it, because I worked in the trauma ICU, so we gave it quite often. I dealt with bolts. I don't know if you know what bolts are. Bolts? Bolts in the patient's mm-hmm. head? Mm-hmm. Do you know what a bolt is? The thing that they that they mm-hmm. bolt they, to try to keep the skull in place? No, it's a bolt that you put inside. You too, Maureen. I love you too. Thank you. You can always catch up on the recording later on, baby. And Starshima knows how to get a hold of me. So the bolt She said she out. Maureen's <laughs> out. You scared her away. Right. So the bolts go inside the head and they put in a catheter that goes into the ventricles. It looks like a Foley catheter, but it's a little bit smaller. Oh, to help with the pressure. Well, we can drain the CSF. We can put it back in. We can monitor the the ICPs continuously. We just call them a bolt. I thought you were talking about like a true bolt. I was taking. Well, it it, it looks like a bolt. It literally looks like you drill a hole in the head and you screw that shit in like a bolt. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the technical name because it's been so long, but I'm sure somebody out there knows what it is. But, but you know, we that's what we did to manipulate it with mannitol and stuff like that. To help take the pressure off yeah, the brain. To help, take, to help decrease the ICP and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so how about this? So we talked about potassium, insulin, nitro. How about chemotherapy? That's one thing I don't know. So if you have any of the chemo nurses out there, we, we would love your experience because I'm not a chemo nurse. I don't want to be a chemo nurse because I love my fucking long hair. And I don't want that shit to fall out. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you think being a chemo nurse, you will have some side effects because you're administering the medication? Well, because every time I ever went to a chemo floor, just my experience, I see the chemo nurses not wearing what? Gloves. And they administer the chemo or they're emptying the Foley bags and the Foley urine gets on their hands. And what is inside the Foley? The urine. Chemo. Yeah, see, stress. So, I mean, it, and it absorbs into your skin. So that you can see their hair falls out. They get kind of older looking and shit. Hmm. So that's, why, that's why I don't want to be a chemo nurse. <laughs> do you think that prevent from getting cancer later on down the line? Or do you think it increases hmm? their probability? No, that's a good damn question. I'm going to research that now. I see it. Yeah, that's a good That's a good damn question. That's good. I mean, you know, methotrexate and yeah. all the other drugs. Yeah, who that. else? Well, yeah, but what other, what other floor gives methotrexate? OB gives it. Yeah, L&D gives that shit all the time. Yeah, so. atopic pregnancies. Yeah, um, right. Definitely a treatment that's for right. it. Yeah. yeah. So, Absolutely. And then the H is for heparin. Heparin. But how do you give heparin? IV or subcutaneous uh, in the abdomen it, only. But if you give it IV, how how do you have to give it? It has to be how what? Well, you shouldn't push what is it. The it dose? Given- you can push it, but what is the dosages? If you did push it, it had to be a slow... Like, slow, definitely push, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll look it up too, but but it's units per hour. Yes, heparin yeah. is in units, not but, in... Milliliters, okay. but this is but this is where nurses make a mistake because the doctor will order, and I'm just making up numbers. The doctor will order like 840 units per hour, hmm. but mm-hmm. what will the nurse put on the pump? You said that this, the doctor ordered how many units per hour? 840 units per hour, and what mm-hmm. do you think the what do you think the nurse might put on the pump? Hopefully, the, she put. <laughs> the, no, I'm not kidding. I've got many stories. I can send you links and stuff. 840 milliliters per hour. Oh, no, no, no. You would definitely kill a person. I know, but at what point, at what point would you say, man, I just started this bag like fucking 15 minutes ago and half the bag's fucking empty. And maybe you should stop that son of a bitch. Like, I don't know. Critical thinking. So I don't know why people do that, but I I tell you, I got stories upon stories where nurses run it at milliliters per hour instead of units per hour. Right. Well, the pumps are, well, here's the thing that the pumps are set to run at milliliters per hour, right? Right. But if, you're hour. Given, but if you're given drugs, you should put it as, you should go yeah. and type in the drug, you know, that's why we have these new, you know, we oh. have these new uh, pumps that you can. So the reason why they still have flushing, I don't even know if anybody's ever out there, you could tell me, cause I haven't seen this for a long time, but they still have in a drug book, the, uh, IV push for the line flushing. So if you flush your line with heparin, which I haven't seen in a long time. Well, when we you, DC like ports. Yeah, but that's different. But I mean, I get that. But like in the old days when I first started, we the average, the what we would give is heparin. We would have a three or five cc syringe and it would be 100 units per ml. Mm-hmm. And so if it's a five cc syringe and it's 100 units per ml, you were flushing the patient mm, with 500 units three times a day. So you're giving like five, 1,500 units a day. And, and, they did, and they didn't need that shit. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know if people are still out there doing that, but it's still in the drug book. Because sometimes, like you said, with the ports, you may have a doctor that will order 10,000 units of heparin to sit inside the central line. Mm-hmm. So what do you tell nurses who are dealing with central line ports? How do you know that heparin is inside the port? How would you how would you know? In a central line? Yeah. Like a like a Mediport 
or a dialysis catheter or any central line, how do you know that the doctor didn't order heparin to be instilled and just set there to keep from clotting? How do you know that? Pick lines. Well, how do you know? You should definitely check your order. Yeah, what if the nurse forgot to write the order? What if, what if the nurse, what if there is an order, but the nurse didn't document that she flushed it? How would you yeah. know that? How would you know? The way that the blood look when it come out? Yeah, but the problem is most nurses want to flush their central lines before they what? Draw back. Draw blood, yeah. So I always encourage them to draw back waste before they flush it because you don't know mm -hmm. what's in the line. You don't know if there's medication in the line. Draw back first. Mm -hmm. So that way you don't kill people and shit. Right. Oh. It's true. That is yeah. true. That is right. so true. So we went right. through all the pinch, right? right? So this pinch, this acronym pinch, it must meant something really um, to you. What are these drugs? Are these commonly used drugs? These are high risk medication drugs. All high of them are high risk. High risk medication drugs and shit that can with, kill people. That can kill people. So yep. it's good to have safety checks and knowing the indications of why you are given these medications. What are your nursing implications and doing good nursing assessments around these medications and being able to calculate dosages. Right. One big thing I also say for these high risk medications, things like heparin when you're doing two nurse checks, things like um, potassium or even um, insulin more so when you're doing these two nurse checks, make sure the nurse is checking it with you. And if you're right. the nurse checking it, make sure you have the order, make sure you're looking at it because right. again, you never know what kind of day someone's having, what someone else's workload is like. And with that, they can draw up the wrong medication in the wrong syringe, just right. bring it to you. If It's all clear, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm, like, right. So you don't really know what it is. It's important for you when you're signing off, when you're double checking, that you lay eyes on it, that you do the calculations yeah. yourself. Because yes, it looked like you're just verifying, but you're also signing yourself off as well. And yeah. when we do these things, we're really setting ourselves up to deliver safe quality care to our patient, decreasing our risk of litigation and not allowing us to be yeah. in the numbers that are yeah. trending today around nursing. Yeah, I agree because if I'm giving insulin and I'm going to give 10 units, I technically should draw it up in front of you. Mm -hmm. You're supposed yeah. to check the vial. You're supposed to check the syringe. And if I draw it up in front of you, you can see what I'm doing. You can see the medication. You can see the syringe. And you could stop me before I make an error. Yep. But if you don't and you just sign off saying I did it correctly and I make an error, you just got in trouble for falsification of charting. And that mm -hmm. can cause you to lose your license. Because that's, that's considered gross negligence. So. Mm -hmm. All right. So before we before we end, because I know we're almost at the hour, um, you can give the, the answer. Remember earlier I asked, you have metropolol, low pressure, and toprol XL. What do they all have in common? What do they have in common? Now you can give the answer. I'll put it in the chat. They are the same drug. Just what? Different names. Right, different names. So, so you got to know. They all do the same thing. Right, they're all beta blockers. They affect, so that's the problem. It's like, oh, if you don't understand medicines, we're going to be in trouble. I'll give you an example. I'm your patient, and I'm like, Starshima, I, I got this fucking dry cough. Why do nurse, Why do patients with uh, beta blockers get a dry cough? Beta blockers and a dry cough. Let me, that's a big it, complaint. With all the beta. So, <laughs> what, right, so, right, so where are your beta receptors found at? Lungs, 
Right. You got beta ones, which is found in your heart and beta twos found in your lungs. Mm -hmm. So what does it do to your lungs? That causes the patients to have dries up that surfactant. No, oh, look at you. That's right. Look at that. Boop, boop. <laughs> so what do you do to your patient? You go to say, listen, granny, do you want to fucking die of a stroke or do you want to have a dry cough? I'll take a dry cough. All right. Then take your medicine and shut the hell up. But if you understand how your medicines work, you're more likely to educate your patients better and they'll understand it and they can appreciate Because we're not going to be able to get your blood pressure down and keep you from having a dry cough. Right. Drink some damn water, Granny. You know what I mean? So I know, but it, that's that's why it's important. Moisturize. Right. <laughs> Moisturize your throat, Granny. <laughs> oh my goodness. What, what do I get? I told you, I to? told you I was on fire today. You I are on you. fire today. I was, I warned Moisturize you. Moisturize your throat, Granny. That's what I would say to my Moisturize yeah. your throat, Granny. <laughs> Look how red I am today and shit. So. Yeah. Fire I'm, up, on, fire up. I'm on fire today, man. Yeah. So tell them, um, you had a big question for them of what was the antidote to beta blocker oh, toxicity? Right. What, what is the antidote, Starshima? For well, I'm asking Kevin, what is the antidote? Glucagon. Yes. Right. Rico for the right. win, Kevin. That's you right. win a Kevin and Starshima <laughs> coffee mug. Woohoo! Now I have a I do have a question though because um oh somebody on Facebook said was that you somebody put it on their glucagon that's good whoever that is Facebook user that's good that's good <laughs> so but I want you to know that um we did our last podcast and I don't know if people paid attention I don't know if you remember what in our last podcast we put up there that people could win something mm -hmm. if they if they put in the facebook chat exact the exact words don't be bullshitting us and don't be putting some stupid words in there the exact words that came out of kevin's mouth you would win a what you will win i think it was a t-shirt or a mug you were gonna both. send it to them both oh. i said a t-shirt and a mug right but i don't know if we advertise that when i post it i don't know how you want to advertise that but just remember that so people know well, let's just advertise it now. We got two people yeah. on here. Won't you ask so our, them a question so, so we previous, can send them a mug? Yeah, but our previous podcast. Oh, all right. So you want me to ask? Yeah, we have some people on here. This is our live show. All Kevin right. and I are anticipating going live more often and recording mm -hmm. for y'all. So Jane has suggested that we go live every week. Somebody else said they wanted a, Yeah, somebody else said they wanted a morning show and shit, so. Yeah, they want a morning show. Can y'all imagine waking up to Kevin and start streaming your weekly yeah, morning, your daily morning show? <laughs> On your right, drive so. to work or your drive home from your shift, tune right, so in to Kevin and start streaming. Here's my question. This is antibiotic medication, Cipro. Oh, how, how, how long does it take? How long do you have? What's the maximum amount of time or the minimum amount of time, whatever you want, that you have to infuse IV Cipro? How's that? And that's from the Davis Drug Book. The answer I have is exactly from the Davis Drug Book. If you're going to give IV Cipro, not PO, but IV, how long must you take to infuse the IV Cipro? Can I answer it? No, because then how are you going to let the people win and get their oh. T-shirt and mug and shit? Oh, I'll buy you one, too. I'm still waiting for mine. You haven't even bought me one and shit. So next time I can wear it and drink my, I can drink my Coke. In my mug. <laughs> exactly. Shasta. As long as it ain't Shasta, then it'll be you cool. Even know what, do you know what RC Cola is? I know what RC, the red right. and blue can. 
Facebook said user. Four hours. Yeah, that's too long. That's too long. Good guess though. This is a good guess. Even Type if you were right, who wrote four yeah. hours? Type your name in. We can't. Yeah, even if it. you, yeah, even if you were right, it just says Facebook user. So I don't know who that is. So <clears throat> why are you trying it. to hide? Yeah, why are you trying to hide and shit? Who, who are you hiding from? Should I call Probably the police? Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Should I call the police on your Facebook user? <laughs> but that oh. is a good guess. It's not technically correct, but that's a good guess. I mean, it'd be safe, right? Like to give yeah, it. Yeah, but that's too. That's the oh mm. one hour sounds yeah. good. Mm. Yeah, but I still don't know who the hell you are because you don't have a name. Sounds good. Yeah, but Did I don't have Google a name. It? <laughs> they, they don't want to be known if you say you google shit don't say i googled it because that's not a, a valid medical reference oh it's nikki, nikki. B. what's nikki up nikki, B. nikki B. <laughs> Wait, who are you trying to hide from nikki what the hell nikki man? B. <laughs> I, I think 60 minutes sound good to me what 60 do you think minutes Kevin? is correct that is correct 60 minutes is correct that's good. Nice. We got some good season nurses. So don't, in here so don't forget that though. Now. So now you got to send the coffee cup and the t-shirt to Nikki. I thought you were going to do it. I don't know. You got the damn link. I don't have the link. You didn't even give me the link to the story shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you a control. Nine. Yeah, you like a control freak and shit. I'm a control freak. I got it, I got it on lock. Damn. Everything uh, filters through me. Open that I'm shit up, kidding. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Open up that OPP. <laughs> oh, oh. Other people's property. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, Kevin. This oh, is shit. hilarious. So y'all, we are anticipating come back and visiting y'all on a weekly basis. Our podcast manager has really been challenging Kevin and I to get more in the face and in the front of you all. And for us to come with game-changing content, as always, we always would love to hear what are some of the things that you want to talk about. We want to talk about things that are hot, that are trending. We want to have fun. We want to use our voices to be able to drive a greater impact in the world. Next time we're so, going to talk about a particular um, nursing procedure and how to do it properly. Oh, that but sounds I fun. But I won't tell you which one. Okay, but you got to send it to me so I can do my research. Uh, yeah, in, the, in Kevin's it. voice. I'll Kevin, me and my DM, y'all, he'd be like, what are we talking about so I can do my research? <laughs> I, well, I want to make sure I'm up on my stuff and I don't just talk out my ass, you know. Well, hey, I just shoot it from the hip out here, y'all. So what y'all see is what y'all get. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All I right, remember, Kevin. Well, go ahead. I, Remember, I'm robbing your your Howard, so I got to do my research. <laughs> no, 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 no. We got to flip the script. I, Nikki I'm says she knows what it is. What is it, Nikki? You say you know what it is. What is it? The procedure that he's going to do? The procedure? Uh, what are you talking about? The, is she talking about for next <clears throat> the next um, podcast? We'll see. we'll see what she's saying. Let's see if she gives us an answer and stuff. Hmm. If I'm you sure have a particular, would. yeah, if you have a particular uh, procedure, you can always tell me. I'll cover that shit too. We so can if do you want to know how to measure do... entitled CO2. Oh, yeah. Bladder, yo. Oh, <laughs> Nikki, I love you. Yeah, bladder irrigation. We probably should talk about this. How to manage a CBI. <laughs> yes. We talked about that too, huh? What Did kind you, of we... patients? Yeah. Should they use sorbitol? Should they you, use... Yeah, but do you have proper training? To do a C, to use a CBI. Did you know the state requires nurses to have proper training to take take care of a CBI patient? I did not know that. Oh, I've taken care of CBI patients with no well, special we training. We we didn't talk about that off air. No. 
Oh, maybe we should then. We'll talk about it in the green room. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. I've managed, yeah. I've monitored patients. I learned so much about the different type of fluids that we're uh, irrigating with as well. And it's shifting at the cellular level. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know I needed a special type of training. The board of nursing would come to you and say, Starshima, have you had proper training on CBI? And what would you have to say? I would say absolutely I did. I got it in nursing school. Did, did, no, no, saying, they said. Saying. I know, but they said you had to have annual training mm-hmm. and training upon hire. That's what they told the hospital. Oh, I had it. My organization <laughs> took care of me. Is it in writing? What, it's have, it's is in it, writing. I've documented it. I signed and dated is, it. Is it updated? It's updated. All right. No, as of, as of you know, four <laughs> years ago, it's not a date, but, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, y'all. Right. Well, it's been an amazing, amazing night. Thank you so much, Kevin, for another thank episode. Thank you, Nikki. And thank, thank you, Maureen. Thank you for everybody thank you, Maureen. that tuned in. Are you looking for Maureen? Yeah, thank you, Maureen. <laughs> I know you're not here, but when you come back and listen to the recording, just hear my voice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Have an amazing, you, amazing night. You going to send us out with some music? Yeah. I love you guys. Thank you. Don't forget to go and see Starshima at Brand Nurse Coach on Instagram, Facebook. You can visit us at Central Valley Medical. I appreciate you guys. Go get your ACLS, your TNCC, and don't forget to hire Kevin as your coach. And don't forget, snitches get stitches. Oh, my God. (laughs) Good night, y'all. See you later. (laughs)